Bridget, I always, I'm very lucky because I always have the honor to intro her and she is, I love how we're starting this conference today with more from the intuitive standpoint and we're going to flow into other aspects of individuals connection to the Pleiades, but let's introduce Bridget. She is a starseed channel and multi-dimensional medium. Her star lineages include Palladian, Syrian, Arcturian, Lyran, Andromedan, amongst others. She is an international beyond quantum healing hypnotist practitioner and awakening and ascension mentor who specializes in mentoring starseeds in their ascension journey. When working with starseeds, Bridget helps them remember who they are and that they have trained in lifetimes for what they're here to do now. Bridget has been communicating with a collective of beings such as angels, higher guides since birth, and over her childhood and teenage years, other groups in the collective began to come forward. This lifelong connection and communication encourages her to embody her own starseed specializations to serve humanity through love and unity during this ascension period. Bridget also enjoys sharing cosmic wisdom and knowledge through speaking engagements and workshops. To learn more about Bridget, check out BridgetReneeHoliday.com. We'll plug that in after a talk. Without further ado, Bridget, welcome. Just trying to get my mic in. <laughs> that was the long bio. Hi, Michelle. Hi, it's so Bridget. good to see you. Thank you for being good here. You. Good to see you. Good to see you. I saw Neil with his new nephew, right? Nephew, I think. Oh, it's so cute. Um, and I'm so happy I caught the end of our beautiful soul sister, Akura's presentation. I definitely want to go back and watch the replay on that. I love her so much. Um, it is so, so exciting to be here today. The Pleiadians um, are near and dear to me. I have um, I have multiple parallel lives that are existing um, at the same time as this human earth life that are Pleiadian. Um, and I'm just really grateful to be a part of this and to join you all in this co-creation where we're allowing our codes keys and frequencies just to radiate outward into the collective so michelle so happy to be with you flo so happy to be with you neil thank you thank you to each and every one of you who are here in attendance i had a channeled message that came through and i'm not sure about zoom i think if i do this i can still read right and you guys can still see me yeah we see so I tapped in this morning <laughs> and was like, do you guys have a message for everybody? That's how I talk to everybody in, on the team, right? Um, and I'm just going to read it from my iPad because it's, there's a dark background and it's a lot easier than the white one that's on my, my laptop. But if, I really just want, before I do this, I want to invite all of you. My intention for today is really just to help everyone um, drop into our heart spaces and really just remember who we are. This is something that's been playing on repeat, um, you know, for decades, really, to remember who we are. And I'm just going to take you on a journey through my experiences with the Pleiadians and, um, of course, this channeled message um, and just bring you, drop you guys into the possibilities and the potential that we're stepping into 
and give you a teaser if you're not already experiencing these things. And they can serve as remembrances. But just hold the intention just to flow with me today as I go through the talking points that I have for today's journey together. So the channeled message is, greetings, dear ones. We are honored to be with you. Our message today is one that is simple yet powerful. You're in a period of great transition. We invite you to go within. Become clear on who you are choosing to be in each now moment. Step into your sovereignty and be the conscious creator you have each come to earth to be. Be mindful and intentional with choices. Align with your heart and live through focused intention. Are you choosing within your love alignment? Are you living as joy? Are you listening to your body and resting when is when it's requested. We invite you to slow down, be present, and enjoy the life you are creating. Be gentle with yourselves and one another. You are doing beautifully. Remember your soul team and star families are always here to guide and assist you. Connect with us often. We complete this message as deep love and gratitude. Thank you, dear ones, for receiving us today. Let your hearts shine with the brilliance of all that you are. So that is the channeled message. I hope you guys received the codes. They were flowing energy through to each of you <laughs> as I was reading that. Um, and really, ah, it's so beautiful to be reminded to just slow down a little bit and live in the now. Uh, the Pleiadians are, you know, constantly reminding me to check in with my heart. Am I in my mind? Am I in my heart? Am I in my mind? Am I in my heart? That's they'll error. They'll just say, drop into your heart. <laughs> Cause you know, just like everyone else, I have a tendency to get caught up in all of the things that are happening. Um, and with my Virgo moon sign, I like things to be organized. <laughs> and so they'll be like, drop into your heart, drop into your heart, drop into your heart. And I love that beautiful message from them today. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and really, the remembrance of who we are, as I said before, is just playing on repeat right now. It is something that, you know, once we choose really embodiment of our high, our higher dimensionality, we hold all the dimensions within us already. We are, our soul is expressing in so many different forms and non-forms, really non-being forms as well. Um, so we're able within the human experience to really tap into those frequencies and expand our frequency to more of a broadband um, symphony of frequencies. And when we do that, we lift the illusions and begin to access more of our divine knowingness of who we are at the core essence of our being. And there's so many different things that we can do within this life to really help us drop into who we are at the core essence of our being. And I'll just list a hand, you know, a, a bunch of them right now. I'm sure all of you are aware of these, um, but it's good to have that reminder, the intention to embody, the intention to be all that you came here to be and to anchor in those codes, keys, frequencies, and that wisdom and knowledge, the intention to expand your knowingness, to awaken the slumbering aspects of consciousness within your within your current, you know, frame of expression, and then 
continue to expand them. It's an, it's not, there's never an ending to this. It's right. It's like an eternal, beautiful dance. It's an eternal journey. Um, and just doing that inner work, um, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Um, it, it's different for everybody right now. For me, it looks like, um, you know, triggers that arise and taking a moment to pause and observe them and really sit with them and allow myself to feel the feelings, right? And then, you know, rather than lashing out or reacting, then I can actually decide what I want to do with it. What is it asking of me? That's, a, that's one of my major questions a lot lately is, what is this asking from me? What is this asking, you know, is it asking just for the light of my awareness? Is it asking for healing, transmuting? Um, or am I just ready to step beyond it, right? So that brings me into shadow work. You know, if you are still holding a lot of trauma, one of the fastest ways to really step into your divine knowingness is to really go through and honor and hold and love and express, allow yourself to feel the feelings and then move through. You're welcome, Suzanne. Thank you. Uh, be able to move through what, you're, what you have experienced. And then once you reach this point of um, release, much like when you cry really, really hard for a long time about something that's really got your heart aching, the crying just tapers off and then you go into neutrality. That's what happens when you do your shadow work, when you do the inner work. So eventually you reach a neutrality with it to where it's, it's, it's a history for you or a herstory, depending on who you are, um, or a theirstory. <laughs> um, so, you know, it becomes this, this, this was an aspect of my expression and I don't have to bring it into my now moment anymore because I have brought it into the wholeness of who I am. Um, and then regular meditation, I, you know, we all stress this meditation looks so many different ways for so many different people, but having a regular meditation practice, I mean, our star families are waiting for us to get into a space within ourselves where they can come in and communicate with us and they'll do it on a dime, right? They're so excited. They told me a long time ago when I was speaking to all of the different councils that uh, contact is being initiated mainly on an individual basis. Um, and this is something that we all chose. Um, and that includes contacting and connecting with your own star family, with the beings who are, you know, parallel aspects of your soul, their parallel lives, so to speak, right? And with the beings who are your friends and family as well. And then energy work, of course, any, any work that you do to really harmonize your system, um, and, you know, release the perceived blockages that you have is going to, of course, help you to expand into the ability to receive information from your own divine guidance very clearly and very easily. Um, you can also do quantum healing hypnosis, right? I do beyond quantum healing hypnosis. There's also quantum healing hypnosis technique um, and many others actually now. That is a really quick way to fast track you along your journey. And if you're even thinking about one of those types of sessions, whether it's with me or any other practitioner, just know that your soul team, your high self has been preparing you for that journey for quite a while. And um, they'll start to align things in your life to help you be ready for the deep dive where you can access who you are and you come in with an intention and questions, right? So you get to say, I want to remember who I am beyond the human earth experience. 
I want to connect deeply with my star families and I want to access the knowingness and the remembrance and the masteries and the specializations and the gifts that come with all of those lives. And also I want to know my homes beyond earth. I want to remember that feeling. And there is a beautiful depth that comes with that. You can also experience that same sort of thing in the Akashic records, right? So not just receiving readings from others, though that is so beneficial. And I, I'm a firm believer that all us healers need healing. Right? I have my own people that I go to as well. I don't always do all my own my own energetic adjustments and information gathering, though I do a lot of it. But I firmly believe that support from others who are divinely aligned with us um, really helps. And the Akashic Records, you can find anything out in those, right? Um, with permission by your high self, of course. And you can do it on your own. We all access the Akashic Records all the time. Namesh, one of my one of my besties from Awaken Ascending on Clubhouse, he says this all the time. He's an Akashic Records reader. And, you know, when I first started talking to him about all of this, it was like, oh, yeah, I do access the Akashic Records a lot. I didn't think that I was doing it because I wasn't seeing the library, you know. But, but um, yeah, a year and a half later, you know, I'm, I'm very well, you know, kind of versed in that is the Akashic Records, and we access it constantly. Um, also, astral traveling and consciousness traveling. Now, these things can happen really easily through meditation, but you can also, with astral travel, you know, you can teach yourself how to do that. And, you know, this also connects with your light body. So a good recommendation for expanding into who you are at the core essence of your being and accessing that knowingness all of this, you know, is stuff that the Pleiadians, I feel some people wondering about the Pleiadians, but this is all stuff that they talked to me about. And we sat down and wrote the the, the bullet points out together today um, and a little bit last night as well. Um, but they're saying um, astral travel is a very good way of accessing because you there are no limitations. There are no boundaries. I do consciousness traveling. Um, and a lot of people do it this way. I think they call it astral travel, but you don't have the the astral shell and the silvery white cord. Um, so you can just ping out. I mean, it's it's our it's our capability to be able to just it really it's going within, but we had that illusion of going out going out into space and traveling. Um, but we can do this, and we can go and and hold the intention to visit one of our homes, one of the Pleiadian planets the Pleiadian systems are quite large. So there's more than seven suns um, and they have, they have all different types of suns in the, in the systems and so many inhabited planets with beings who are in all different, um, we'll say all different types of expression, many races, many species. You heard Akura talk about some of them uh, and there are others that are beyond our wildest imaginations, right? So we can go and experience this and the thing about astral travel is you can stay in the astrals, right? But you can also, with consciousness traveling, you can go beyond the the astral planes, right? So you can go and express and experience whatever it is that your your intention um, and your heart desires, right? Um, and then the Pleiadians always love talking about living in the now moment, being really, really present in the now moment enables us to really this is where we create our reality right and it enables us to really dive deeply into living from our hearts and living in love and joy 
and having presence with everything that is happening in our reality, everything that we are creating, whether it be consciously or unconsciously. And then they also talk a lot about connecting with our planet and our co-inhabitants. The Pleiadians are deeply connected um, with Oh, with their home worlds, but also a lot of other worlds. We have this thing when we are in Pleiadian expressions that we have, um, and a lot of the star beings have this, we have worlds that we go to just to adjust our frequencies or like take a vacation, so to speak, right? So we don't have time in the same way that we have here with most of our other star existences, star being existences. But what we do have um, is, you know, moments, in particular planets because of their frequency setup, right? Their blueprint. Um, we can go for what we would consider an hour and feel like we've had a month long vacation. There are very nurturing frequencies within a lot of the different places. There are also dimensional planes of existence depending on um, which expression we're in. If we're in an expression that has more density, then we don't usually do that. But if we're in an expression that is more etheric and less physical, then we'll go to entire planes of dimensions where we have like cities of light and all different things created. And this is something we do as Pleiadians and as many other uh, races and, and um, species. Um, and then actively and intentionally awakening slumbering aspects of consciousness and expanding them. I briefly touched on this earlier, so I won't touch too much on it, but there when they're saying this, there's a, we have the ability to say, I am choosing in this life to awaken as many slumbering aspects of consciousness as is possible for me. And I like to say and do it in an easy, effortless, grace-filled way, uh, because I'm a little bit of like a, a micromanager with my, with my uh, intentions, right? But um, I'm like, <laughs> bring it in in joyful ways, bring it in ways that are really easy, allow me to see it and let it be very clear to me. Oh, okay, this is a slumbering aspect of consciousness. This is an opportunity to expand, right? Uh, thank you. I think it's MC3. <laughs> so we get to expand and do it in ways that feel good. Like we've spent so much um, within the human timeline of doing things being weighed down and bogged down and this life we get to choose ease and grace we get to choose that right and we get to shift into it in every moment as much and as often as we desire to do it and that does sometimes take some shifting in the way that we think and feel and some filtering through our belief systems and the stories honestly the stories that we tell ourselves and other people they're a very good indication of what it's time to shift from and into, right? So um, just pay attention, really. That's, that's the next part they brought in, practicing neutral observation. So when we can shift into that neutral observation, we're taking an overview of what is happening in each now moment through a lens of love, right? And often for me, there's joy and excitement. But we can look at everything that we are co-creating. I believe, because of how I've been taught by my soul team, that everything in my inner world is reflected in external reality. And when we go into neutral observation, we get to look at what we're building, right? We get to look at what we're inflating and also look at what we're deflating. And we have choice. It's very empowering to know 
that we get to choose what we create, right? We don't have to be at the mercy of everything around us anymore. And even at the mercy of other people, especially when we've done all of that inner work and shadow work, then we get to, or as much as we can, you know, then we get to really, really drop into the heart space and live in flow. Um, they're talking about, this morning they were talking about honing our intuition and what I call our soul senses, which is really the clairs, your psychic abilities, your empathic abilities, telepathy, and all of those, those superpowers, right? So they're saying diving deeply into listening to our intuition and you're really intentionally choosing to hone our soul senses also drops us into our heart space. Our heart space is the seat of our soul. So when I speak of the heart space, I'm generally referencing, you know, our soul light um, coming, the soul light that, that is expressed in, in our human form, right, in our human life. So all of these things enable us to really access that higher dimensional expanded knowingness that each of us have the ability to access. Um, they're talking about living our purposes and our missions, being of service and using our specializations and masteries to uplift and assist others, as well as ourselves. It's very important to us to fill our own cup and then serve through a filled cup. So um, that is something that I'm actually learning more and more and more. Um, and I think all of us are, you know, that are that that do this publicly is taking time and really devoting, you know, time to to that sacred practice of filling our own cup um, so there I'm asking if they want to add anything to this right now because they've been kind of adding things in as I've been speaking um, but yeah no they say that's pretty self-explanatory um, they're saying that they do want to touch on using our specializations and masteries though okay so basically what they're wanting to say is we all come in we are master upon master upon master upon master in so many other expressions and as well within the human, the human timeline as well, right? And they're saying that when we identify consciously in a very um, awakened way with our specializations and masteries, that it's like turning a faucet all the way on. So it flows freely through us. Sometimes we'll use them in a very intentional way with people. And other times it will be kind of that unconscious and not asleep, but it will just be on autopilot, I think is what they're wanting to say. So when we are, when we are really using our specializations and masteries, they're saying that it enhances that uh, expansion catalyst thing that I've been talking about lately that's been coming from my soul team. And the Pleiadians are saying, using that the specializations and masteries um, adds to the rippling out of our frequency within this human experience, touching the lives of everyone, even people we don't know. Um, and that a lot of our specializations and masteries are things that are running, um, almost like programs running in the background for us that are just naturally assisting other people this is interesting, that is just, they're just naturally assisting other people just through being because they're held within our DNA light codes. Um, and that's something very interesting. I don't know that they've ever talked about that publicly before. Um, and so they're also talking about high self embodiment and sovereignty. So understanding our sovereignty, really, really anchoring in that personal power, but also 
it goes back to, you know, consciously creating our reality, right? And it goes back to the neutral, uh, being um, able to neutrally observe what is happening with us, what we're creating, and what we're wanting to play with and what we, you know, may have thought it would, would be something a little different than it was and want to shift directions, right? Um, so they're saying um, sovereignty is huge. They're, they're really talking like, oh, my gosh, they're saying the sovereignty, the deep dive into sovereignty and remembering who we are is going to be an ongoing thing that we're experiencing. And the high self embodiment is something we can request. So they're saying basically we can sit right now and say, hey, high self. <laughs> That's how I talk to everybody. <laughs> hey, high self. I would like to embody more and more of you. Can you please show me how to do this? Guide me. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm open. Let's do it. Right? You can do it as simple as that. And then pay attention to those intuitional knowingnesses and the shifts within your energetic system, your mental and emotional shifts, and follow the guidance. Stay in flow. Um, and then, of course, activating our light body. I touched on this briefly earlier. You can make requests from your high self and your soul team to assist you with light body activation. There are many meditations you can do and all sorts of um, practices that help you activate your light body. And I, I know you can do a search today and find tons of it. I also have um, a rainbow, a crystalline rainbow light body uh, activation that is a free gift that I'll include as a link after I'm done presenting that you guys can can go to and do it as often as you like. Um, and it really does assist with activating all the way down to um, what we would consider subatomic and atomic levels and beyond. And then we've talked about actively creating our reality. They're kind of teasing me right now because I'm skipping around. I get excited. Um, and then intentional living, right? Just living with intention, living with purpose, living with um, an open heart, and really any number of these sacred practices are signals that you're ready to remember more and begin to lift the illusions, right? So we have the illusions of forgetting and separation that we're shifting out of right now and many others. Aw, <laughs> love that. Thank you. So these illusions, you know, they're just illusions, right? They're collective agreements that we've, we've agreed to play in within the human earth collective, the Terra collective for a very long time. And we're here to shift the way we are being human going forward. It's not going to be the same experience that it's been for thousands and thousands of years, right? So we can lift those. And if you are already practicing any number of the things that I mentioned just now, then there's signals that you're ready to remember more. If you're being drawn to any of these things, it's a signal that you are ready to remember more. So after my starseed awakening, the Pleiadians were the, the first ones to consciously connect. And what is funny is I had no idea that I was already so deeply connected to them um, because my soul team I've, I've been communicating with since birth. And these guys, all the star family, used to show themselves to me as beings of light and they just felt a little different and looked a little different than everyone else right and they had guided me to Wendy Kennedy they had guided me to Esther Hicks they had guided me to various other people for here and there spot checks right and for little bits of information coming out and you know most of a lot of it was validation from what I was channeling through I used to do a lot of channeling um and I still do, but I used to do it in a very more structured way than I do, <laughs> than I do now. 
and um, they they would bring through information, and then I would be like, I want to hear this from someone else in the human experience, right? And then they would bring in somebody, and these are the people they were bringing in who are already, you know, channeling for probably decades at that point, you know, these amazing experiences, right? So since that moment, um, I've experienced really so much with them. I have you know, channeled so much information. Um, it's not even funny, like probably bookloads full of information. Um, and my team is always telling me I need to write things down more. Um, <laughs> but I also have been visiting Pleiadian ships regularly. Uh, I've been really knowing and in direct communication with multiple parallel aspects of my soul who are Pleiadian. You guys heard me mention that earlier and in direct communication with them. And this is not something like I'm not any more special than any of you. This is something that we all have the ability to do. We all have the capability to do. And as we begin to embody more of our fifth dimensional frequencies within this human experience and anchor them in, combining them with the third and fourth dimensional frequencies and all of the higher ones, right? So we're blending in. Um, then we start to be able to access things through a fifth dimensional expression as well, right? So part of that is um, the ability to connect in these ways with parallel aspects of our soul, um, meaning other lives that our soul is expressing simultaneously. Um, and that, that sometimes looks like beings with a body, right? The two of the Pleiadians that I am we are, however you want to say it, sounds, sounds weird coming out that way, but you get what I mean. Two of them are embodied, um, and they are, they're in a higher dimensional uh, expression, so less density than we have here, but they still have a body. It's more light, um, and their expression is very different than ours here on Earth currently, where they are directly choosing in every moment what they want to do within their expression. It is very conscious decision. They're very heart-based beings. Um, Pleiadians are, I can always feel them. They come into the heart and the crown, and it's almost like they flow energy like water or wind um, through you. And they will expand that heart as soon as you're connecting with them. Some of you might be feeling that right now. You also might feel like you're, you've got a crown that's expanding um, and you're, you might feel a lot more tapped in while you're in the Pleiadian energetics. Um, and really, I was going to tell a story about waking up on ships, but I want to make sure I have enough time. So I had my dreams. I think I've talked about this before, but um, I had my dreams go dark. Not, not as in like lower vibrating, just nothing was there for, for a minute. And I was really frustrated. And at first I thought, oh, my gosh you know, I must have adjusted something because I play around in my own energetics a lot. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, what's happening? So one night in my frustration, I was like, I want to know exactly what I'm doing during dream time because I had figured out I hadn't messed with anything. My team had double checked me. Everything was good. So that meant something else was going on. And I just had that, that inkling, you know, and I woke up on a ship, but I woke up on a ship in a Pleiadian body and she was driving. <laughs> And so it's like she was driving the car, right? Um, and I was just hanging out in the consciousness, and I'm, like, asking a bunch of questions. I'm going to kind of put a bunch of my experiences together. Um, so basically what I saw when I'm, when I'm there, and I'm there quite often, sometimes I'm actually in her consciousness. Sometimes I just pop up onto the ship um, in my consciousness body. 
<laughs> and so what I basically see there is there are motherships that are stationed around Earth right now. There's a lot of ships stationed around Earth. For those of you who have the ability to look out using your third eye, I like to call it first eye technology, um, go ahead and just take a moment and look through all of the dimensions all around Earth. Look down, look behind you. I mean, just take a peek. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of ships <laughs> all around Earth. Not all of, most of them are in fifth dimension or above. Um, but there are multiple Pleiadian motherships right now. And I travel to one in particular. I have been on the other one as well. And they're enormous, right? So they look kind of like a giant blimp, but a little more round in the center. And they kind of almost like a football, right? But they're, they're kind of like a pale silvery white and they emanate white light. Um, and when you're in these ships, it's like being in, you know, a continent, right? <laughs> like being in a continent. They're enormous. They're so big. They have multiple bays for ships, ships to come and go that are smaller. Even some larger ships can come in, right, and bay in with them. The, the, the ships that you'll mainly see coming in and out of a Pleiadian ship are the ones that people call Tic Tacs. They look kind of like a Tic Tac. They're kind of more... Um, more cylindrical, but they also have rounded edges. Um, and those hold between 12 and like 15 people. Um, so when you go in, the seats will actually appear for you when you go to sit down and everybody's really low to the ground. It reminds me of like racing seats. It's really funny. Um, and usually they're autopiloted. So you're not going to find um, a pilot in those. Um, but there's also, you know, many other ships because on the Pleiadian motherships we have all races and species like so many races and species w working together for their particular councils and what their councils are doing here stationed um, with the human earth collective or the Terra collective right so a lot of them are working with us a lot of them are working with the planet and our co-inhabitants um, and energetics and frequencies you know kind of assisting Gaia um, assisting with the waves of ascension that are coming in and how, you know, it's very technical, but they're doing, that's what one of mine is doing. She's actually working with, um, with Gaia and they, they use, I mean, things that look like sacred geometry that are completely moving. It looks a lot like what's happening in our chakras right now, if you're able to see that, <laughs> but on a, like huge, huge scales, right? So they work with a lot of the blueprints. Um, and the blueprint shifts that we're choosing as well. And there's a lot of things going on there. We have a lot, we will have conclaves. Um, so I, you guys can call it whatever you want. There's lots of different names for it. Um, but the confederation and then the smaller groups, we'll just call them, I call it the Galactic Federation of Light. Some people say world, some people say other things. Um, but you, you will have, sometimes there'll be conclaves there because we have enormous meeting rooms that are designed just for things like that. Um, and conflict claims are not as exciting as they sound. <laughs> and they sound, being a, a galactic ambassador, um, it, you, you know, people get really excited about it. And really, honestly, it's just a bunch of people making decisions and finding commonality, um, just like you would think of here, but without a lot of the judgment and arguments are solved in very um, neutral ways, right? So if there's a, an argument between people, it's very, very neutral. The technology is based on intention and thought and energetics, right? So 
if you want, if you're walking um, in a Pleiadian ship, there are certain areas within the ship that you can hold your intention to have a viewing pane. And the entire hull right there in front of you will turn into a viewing pane where you can see what's happening outside. Um, the light is emanated from within the walls. It's a beautiful, brilliant white light, almost like photography light. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. It's got this softness to it, but it illuminates very clearly. It's very easy on the eyes. As Pleiadians, we see a lot more um, of the light spectrum as well. So there's a gentleness to it um, and a very, very much the light is harmonious. So the ships um, are created in a combination of ways that depends on which ship and what, what the purpose is for it. The ships are created very much in a technological way, but the technology holds our energy and our frequency. So we co-create the motherships together. So there is energy and sentience within the ships that we are co-creating with one another. And it's as if it has its own um, sentience when we're completed, though um, we can bring the bring our energetics back to us if we if we so desire and um, essentially have like a um, what we would call a shell, but it's actually more contained than that. There's actually, you know, a, a technological skin on it, so to speak, right? Like not like fleshy, but um, like it's not the closest thing we have here would be like metal, um, but it's a bit different than that. Um, so the technology too, we we are very um, tapped into consciousness, right? So we're tapped into six dimensional expression. And what we would see if we were there is like a screen appear in front of in front of someone, and usually they're quite large, a screen appear out of nothing. So it almost has like a quality that you know it's there, but you can see through it. And just with our intention in our mind, we can move around and have the data accessible, fully accessible for us visually, as well as tapping in almost like we're plugging into the information itself. Um, like we're plugging into a repository that doesn't require like cords to plug into it or things like that, right? And then um, we also have the ability to move things around just by, by moving our fingers and our hands um, with our intentions. So we can slide through things. I mean, we have technology, I think, that they've started to develop here that, that emulates that. Um, but it it can be very much like dimensional, right? So it's not just a screen. Like we can look at it from all sides as if we are looking at something that is in the physical, right? But it's energetic. Um, and that's always really interesting and fun. Um, and again, we're working with Gaia. My Two of my collectives are actually working with Gaia and her ascension. Um, and this particular Pleiadian that I'm mentioning a lot today, who I'm connecting with right now and have been this, this whole time, um, she really showed me how this human avatar was co-created and our soul family tree. So she's the one that has, well, and many others, they braid frequency for information for me, but she basically showed me that to create this human expression that I am right now, um, parallel aspects of my soul Basically, let me ask her the best way of describing this because I was going to use the word insert and that doesn't feel right. Okay, yeah, she's saying that the closest word we have to it here is fractalization. 
but it's not um it's not perpetual like a fractal usually is um and it is intentional right so they essentially um lent pieces of their soul our soul to she's saying converge and merge into this human expression so i am connected to each of them through a soul stream and each of them are connected to all of the others that our soul is expressing through what i'm calling a soul stream because i don't have a better word for it or a better way to describe it right now um so it's very interesting when you begin to really access the lives beyond earth and that your soul is currently existing and expressing in and as you start to get more information, especially if you ask questions. And this is always a two-way street, always, always, always. And um, I'm not sure if everyone is co-created in that way. That is just what I know about mine and how they've explained it to me. And it is um, much more vast than that, than what I'm expressing right now. So really the, the Pleiadians are bringing through for the Terra Earth Collective to consciously connect with our galactic and universal family, we're being called within ourselves. So the journey is an inner journey to expand. So expanding into the remembrance of who we are, accessing that multidimensionality, anchoring it into this human form, right? A lot of people want to be out of their bodies and run away <laughs> from the human experience because it's really intense here, right? And I feel you and I love you and you're not alone if you're one of those people. But I invite you to look at things in a different way. Reframe it. Remember that you are here to be love and to be light. And some of you may not even be here with, with specific missions and purposes other than just to radiate who you are. So my invitation is to figure out and remember who you are at the core essence of your being. Look at who you were when you were a tiny little child and bring more of that in through joy and play and fun and laughter and music and dancing and whatever your play looks like. Incorporate more and more and more of that into your life, into your daily life. They're always talking. The Pleiadians are like, you guys are so serious. You're so <laughs> serious all the time. And it's true. Like, I find myself being really serious. You guys probably wouldn't believe that from all of these videos, but I'll get like super, super serious. And the Pleiadians will be the first ones to come in and go, have you played today? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I really haven't. And they're like, yeah, go play. And I'll go play. And then whatever it was that I was feeling intensely about, I'm able to shift into neutrality and really look at it. And either I get a solution immediately, I have inspiration where needed, you know, they're always like, right now, someone just said, you guys take yourself so seriously. Um, and this is a joyful experience. We get to enjoy being human. And it's all about the shift, right? So I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing really good on time. I just want to thank you guys for receiving, remembering, and going on this journey with me. <laughs> you can find my soul, service soul work and offerings at BridgetReneeHoliday.com. I'll put it in the chat when I'm done. I'll also, um, I'm offering a couple of Starseed uh, special offers for the holidays, and I'll put that link in there if you guys are resonant. For those of you that are resonant with working with me, um, one of them is on the special Beyond Quantum Healing Hypnosis session, which is the shorter of the two, and the other one is on the one-on-one -on -one with Bridget. Um, and then, of course, I'll put the free gift in the link to the free gift in there for anyone that wants to do the crystalline rainbow light body activation. And um, there is a little, for those of you that are sound sensitive on that, there is a little, I think I was hitting my mic every so often, so 
I did my best to to remove that. So bear with it if you can, um, and just get the the activity. If it bothers you, then you can just repeat it on your own. There's no right or wrong way of doing these things. This is just a starting a jumping off point for you, and this will also really assist you to raise your vibration. I get a lot of questions from people about raising vibration um, and how to do that. And there are, I believe, two experiences at the beginning of this activation that will help you. Um, and you can use them while you're doing the dishes, right? You can do them anytime you want. Um, they're super easy and fairly quick. And I just want to look at the chat. Michelle, are you with me? Flo, are you with me? Neil? I'm going to look at the chat and see if you guys have any questions. I think I'm a little early, like a few minutes early. Let me see. There it is. Hey, Bridget. All right, coming on here. <laughs> Beautiful transmission, Bridget. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so anybody has any questions, please let them be known. I'm grateful for you guys too. I love you all. Thank you thank for being you so much, Bridget. Oh, thank you, Michelle. I, I couldn't get my <laughs> camera back on. I'm trying to move around <laughs> and everything, but I was listening the whole time as I was tending to myself. But you just really hit the mark, you know, and obviously in the chat, everybody is is felt the heart transmission that came through and just really appreciate the work that you do in the world and how you're so clear in how you articulate what's coming through for you and for others. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. We do have a question here from Susan. Go ahead, Michelle, before I get to the question. I'm just really excited about what's coming through. I feel, I feel so grateful for this. We're only on day one speaker too, and it's already woohoo liftoff. Okay. So what's the question? <laughs> All right, so Susan is asking, is there a difference between a light worker and a star seed? Is it just vocabulary terminology or is it a generational thing? Are all light workers also star seeds? I don't get hung up on the labels. Um, I, you know, I talk about being a star seed, but I'm also a light worker, right? I don't get really hung up on the labels. For me, um, you know, for some people, it may not, the two might not be mutually exclusive, right? Um, but for me, it doesn't matter what do you what you identify with you identify because of the frequency right um and if that particular label starts to um hold a collective frequency that is not resonant for you anymore if it feels too restrictive or constrictive whatever the word is that i'm trying to say um then you'll probably migrate you know to a different label that feels more expansive right and right now light workers feel like light worker feels good and um, there are aspects of, of the of any community that's going to have a bit more density, right? So for me, the labels aren't important. The, they're really there for us to let each other know the frequencies that we identify with. And that's how I see it. So I hope that helps. That's <laughs> and yeah, I, I think it's generational as well. Yeah, but yeah. That I, I like that you're teaching us to tune into our senses about frequency. I think moving forward from, from this point that we're at right now on the spiral to going forward, really important to let go of labels and step into frequency and, you, and discernment. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. I love that so much. Let go of labels and step into frequency. <laughs> that Michelle, that was gold. Yeah. Liquid gold. <laughs> so Bridget, you mentioned, and you know, there's a few speakers that mentioned this quite often, the term divine neutrality. 
okay mm-hmm. um i would love for you to go to deeper because i that's like my that's, those are my favorite two words combined you know i really <laughs> feel that you know that's where we need to be at so we don't have these emotional triggers but you know when you say that to get to divine neutrality so you're not triggered by your emotions sometimes it, it could look like to some people that you're pushing away your emotions Mm-mm. and um, i want you to if you could just go deeper into that yeah i don't believe so bypassing is an interesting word. Um, I don't really buy into that whole theory because I believe everyone is where they're supposed to be in each moment. And if that looks like they're not facing their trauma because they're not ready, then it's okay for them. So I don't, I think there's a judgment to bypassing that I don't, I don't resonate with, but I am a big believer in feeling our feelings and honoring those feelings. And even if they're really intense and deep and what we would call dark, right? I believe in in a sacred feeling practice, right? And when I talk about divine neutrality, you know, when we've done a lot of the inner work, I'm not talking about, you know, I I wasn't able to be in in a neutral obdiv- uh, in neutral observation mode when I was still holding a lot of trauma, right? It took my shadow work and my inner work journey to be able to even be in neutrality with some things. When you are triggered by something, it's because that's, that's basically like just a signal. It's a signal to go within, right? It's uh, when you have the upwelling of emotion, you can do whatever you want with that, right? You can allow it to expand. You can also pause it and go, what is this telling me? I believe that there is no right or wrong way of doing this. Um, I think the right or wrong is human perception that's being, being you know, sent out and then created um, through collective agreement, right? But the way I do my human <laughs> expression is if something comes up and it's deep, I feel it and I honor it and I look at it. If something is triggering me and it's more mental, then I pause it and I go, what is this, what is this telling me about myself? What is this asking for the light of my awareness with, right? So I have different ways of looking at it. Um, I don't, I don't judge myself for anything that I'm doing. Well, I mean, sometimes I do because it's part of the human experience, but I catch myself in those moments. And it's what we do with that, that that really makes the difference in our lives, right? So it's not about like being the perfect human. Um, you know, it's, it's about how I feel within my human experience and what I am choosing to inflate and choosing to deflate energy from, right? And that divine neutrality comes when we're really connected in with the core essence of who we are and to do that we first have to clear away all of the things that we've adopted in and decided for ourselves in moments where we were not fully harmonious right so it's almost like misalignments that were intentional and we learn and grow from those as well right so it's not like anything that we have been or experienced to me is bad. And I've had some really intense things that I've chosen and that I've been been co-created in through my journey. But the way I look at them now versus when I was in the middle of them and still holding a lot of trauma is very different. And that comes through awakening those slumbering aspects of consciousness by holding, holding them in sacred love, right? And in supporting our own selves, supporting myself. And that divine neutrality is really allowing our soul light into the human experience. And the neutrality isn't, I'm not living this. It's more of, I am now stepping into being a conscious creator of my reality. 
So I shift into neutrality so that I can look at everything um, almost like from an overview of what is connected to what and how I am really almost like weaving that tapestry of that manifestation within my life. And that to me is what I talk about when I talk about divine neutrality, because each thing that we put energy into, whether it's through, you know, vocalizing, through thoughts, through intention, through emotion, through co-creation, or even agreement or disagreement, we're adding energy to, right? And we're creating that within our reality. And what we hold in here is reflected out, you know, it's reflecting back to us constantly. Neil, did that, I hope that explained it. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely did. You know, I just added to my list of events, Divine Neutrality Conference. Yes, totally. I'm so resonant. One One of the things that I'm really feeling right now is that universal language that I think, you know, Many years ago, I heard this expression, um, conscious collaboration without competition or copyrights. Yes. And I don't think a lot of people were ready to hear or copyrights because uh, finances are, are, are mm-hmm. pulled into play when it comes to copyrights. But what you're speaking to is like, it's like pulling words from this universal language that are landing in each of our hearts. And it doesn't mean there's any competition between us to speak about them. It means that we're supposed to be speaking about them for the greater good for all. And they're there for each one of us. So it's just fascinating to me to hear my podcast partner, Eric Rankin, he started hearing this word divine neutrality or neutrality. And he was like, where is this coming from? Because it wasn't a phrase that many of us had spoken maybe five or 10 years ago, but all of a sudden everyone's speaking about it. And it's not that we're trying to copy from each other. It's just, it's an important aspect of this evolutionary spiral we're on. And you explained it, bam, right on. I I just, I'm so glad you got that in there. Thank you for for giving that articulate answer. And Neil, thanks for asking the question and doing a a whole series on it, I think we should do. Because don't you think this is what's bringing us forward? Divine neutrality, staying in our heart, being an observer, witnessing, staying in compassion while we're still looking at our own triggers and going, hmm, isn't that interesting? Or looking at something that we probably in the past might have said, oh, darn, I made a mistake. And instead, we're looking at it like, wow, that was an opportunity for my own growth. Yes, yes. And I feel like divine neutrality and unity consciousness, like they're, they're woven together, right? So this is an aspect of our unity consciousness, our all consciousness, right? That we're tapping into within our own reality, right? So to me, this is all about, you know, stepping, it's just, it's about stepping in, right? Stepping in and expanding out um, and really anchoring. But yeah, and Michelle, I have... The club that we co-create on um, Clubhouse called Awaken Ascending, we're a unity consciousness-based club, and we talk about um, releasing the competition. Um, This is something that we've designed our club on, and one of the things that happens with me a lot, with all of us a lot um, in this club is people come to us at the beginning of their journey in Clubhouse and often in their awakening journey. And then they stay with us for months and months and months. And sometimes they come back and come back, but then they go out into clubhouse and start creating, right. And start using their voice and speaking and doing their things. And if we had been in a different state of being, when we started this club, we would not be serving as many people as we do now, 
because they often will copy our room names, they'll copy our style, they'll copy, you know, all of these things. And I remember the first time we started getting bigger, um, we went to one of our, our, you know, family members' rooms and it was like everything was copied and we were like, yes, this is amazing because now we know it works, right? We know it, it uplifts and supports. And I come through with a lot of different names for things, right? And I hear people saying them all over the place and I'm like, none of this is mine. This is all ours. So if you're using soul senses, good. If you're using soul team, good. If you're using divine neutrality, good. That means that you have taken that on in your frequency expression and you're out serving the world with it. And they hold activation keys within these things like divine neutrality, right? Or whatever. Um, and we all get disseminated information to the collective anyway, right? So it's like whoever takes it and runs with it, that's who, you know, that's who brings it into fruition. So I just love, I love all of this. And I'm all about you guys just letting it be everybody's, right? There's no need for ownership with all of this. I mean, the ownership we have is in here, right? And it's what we do in here that that radiates outward, right? So, yeah. My, feel, my feeling about that when I've witnessed people, you know, being in that fear of not not making as much money if if somebody's using their copyright or whatever my my sense about that is everything is frequency and we're attracting to us um based on our frequency and that everyone's going to find the right person for them themselves because you know what wouldn't it be great if we mm -hmm. all realized the whole world as each one of us having these special pieces to the puzzle each one of us being special you know and not nobody being higher or lower than another we're, we're all carrying the keys and codes that are exactly where we're supposed to be and attracting to us whoever we're supposed to attract to us and and yeah. I, I think that you really um you really embody that Bridget and you bring that mm -hmm. forward I haven't been on Clubhouse I I I've been invited to some rooms but technology and my <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> It, it, it sounds like it's a great tool, though, for these times, for sure, to get in those rooms and to talk with people and mm -hmm. the, the healing, the divide starts with our dialogue and being able to share our feelings with one another and be be heard and held and not be made wrong for, you know, a feeling that we have or a truth that we have that everybody is right where they're supposed to be. And we're all here to take each other's hands and walk each other home. Totally. Yeah. Golden. <laughs> I'm telling you, liquid gold. And the Pleiadians are really big about this too, right? This is something, and I'm, I'm, I know each of you have that feeling with them. They're very much like when we're in our Pleiadian expressions, we, we each do what our frequencies are a match for and what our desire is a match for. Like my particular Pleiadian that I was mentioning most that I'm still connecting with right now She's more of an energetic scientist, right? And that's her thing, right? And she's kind of like, when I first came, one of the first times I came in, I'm like, can you show me around the ship? And she's like, I'm busy. <laughs> she's like, no, I'll take you on a tour some other time, right? You know, because I just popped in, right? Um, but they do what is what is a divine alignment for them. But also, it's more of like a, their soul expression over time has led them to where they are. And it's unity consciousness. No one is more high, like even the conclave and being um, a galactic ambassador doesn't mean that you have 
there's no hierarchy to it, right? So it's not like I am better because I'm a galactic ambassador than someone that is doing something different. That's not how they see that, how they see expression. They see expression as my soul and all of my expressions leading to this, this particular Pleiadian expression has lined up to where I am now a vibrational match with being a galactic ambassador, right? Um, whereas someone else, they're, you know, the way things have stacked up for them, they're doing something totally different and they're all just as valid and just as important as another. And of course, you know, Pleiadians and many other races create, they create beings who have consciousness to do a lot of the mundane things for them anyway. So, and they love them. They treat them like they're little, little dear ones, right? So they're, it's almost like pets, but they're, they're in little bodies and they can, they can do stuff, right? So life is easier and that's a whole other situation so that could be a, that could be a room in itself you know like almost i'm sure you've had those already <laughs> you know i i see the, the beings the guides not as the hierarchy as you said because you know hierarchy is actually a theme of the kali yuga you know each age has a theme hierarchy and delusion are the themes of the age that we're leaving right and so when we go into higher ages right not just the next one but there's three more ages that continue to go up we start shifting our perspective uh, perspective on what hierarchy is and so these beings already exist in these realities so the way they see dimensions the way they see hierarchy is not like how we see it you know mm -mm. also the other theme of um the kali yuga is the age of authority which is de by definition hierarchy right so i see them more as facilitators facilitators and practitioners of energy and there is no hierarchy because all experience is valid right like yes them being a facilitator of this experience is as valid as someone who's lost to the ex in the experience and completely disconnected because they're acquiring the original intent, the original intent of source, which was to experience itself infinitely. And when you start seeing that, you can start shifting your judgments and then go towards divine neutrality. You know, one of the reasons why I love Michelle so much is because of um, we're really in alignment with um, playing the middle ground in regards to. Um, having individuals that might be polarized on all types of sides, but really the only way we're going to move forward is if we find the common ground. And the common ground is we have so much more in common than we have that's separate, right? Yes. It's not just the one thing, the fact that we're on this planet trying to figure it out all together. That's like the number one thing that connects us all. So I really, in my wish for humanity is for us to really start focusing on what connects us rather than what divides us, you know? Uh, yes. And, and this, the, these, what did you call them, Neil? You don't call them conferences. You call them, I forget what you said now. More um, like an activation or like. Yeah, that. but you, I tried to write it down, but this hand is just not working. So, but what was that, Flo? Oh, it's a portal. It's a These, portal for sure. <laughs> for sure. But much. what what they're activations. These are transmissions and activations that what what I'm experiencing by being here right now is the co-creational aspect of what we're doing together. And together, I've said this before on many of our our talks here, is that I heard the term team, T-E-A-M, means together everyone achieves more. So when we're trying to be the lone horse pulling the cart behind us by ourselves, everything is so hard and it's so challenging. But when we align our energy with each other, oh my gosh, everything opens. The portal opens. I feel the singing of the universes. 
coming through each one of our hearts because we're together. And it doesn't have to mean we're exactly alike. If we were exactly alike, we would be robots and that wouldn't be any fun. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun to be able to play off of each other's differences while we know at our core, we all pretty much want the same things. Most everybody would agree. Who would push away? I don't want love. Who would say that? Who would say, I don't want joy, except maybe grumpy in, in the Disney series, right? But Wait. even he wanted joy, you know? Yeah, it goes to joy. <laughs> That's right. Joy, that to me, you know, sourcing our joy, finding things that source our joy is what helps us stay aligned and be together and move through some of the challenging, difficult times we're feeling. And when we're here together, we are you know, we are doing something wonderful for the collective. So I, I'm just so grateful that we're all here together. Everybody in the chat, all the things that you're typing in, that's that's contributing to this whole co-creation that we're doing. And I love that, Neil, a lot of times at the end, you bring all of our people, all of the participants into the chat so we can see each other's faces and we can hug each other virtually. It's just it's so exciting. And knowing that in April, just April 2023, we have the ability to all of us be together in person in San Diego. Yes, I'm planning on coming. Yay! I'm going to get everything lined up and I want to come. I'm going to come and hang out. I think it's Sheila's table. Oh, and oh hang out with you guys. amazing. Yes, let me know about that. Bridget. Hello. You're hopefully going to be there too, brother. Right? Wow, that's the plan. I was... When I was when I was listening to you guys talking, a lot of the breakdown of specific words was just popping in my awareness, like frequency. In frequency, there's free. It's like for free and for queens or kings or for queens, free queen. That's C. Then I was thinking about neutrality, and it's like new is true. And to me, neutrality is actually connecting with the present moment and actually like seeing reality for the truth it's new and true so um just really soaking in this conversation amongst everyone and this co-creation that we're all part of right now and and flow when you bring up frequency and hearing those different aspects of the word free queen or king sea i'm hearing sea as an ocean as well as seeing mm. with our eyes S-E-A and oh S-E-E. This is why I love this reality is because this, this creation has been coded for us to decode it in our unique way and yes. all get to the same destination. So it's, it's beautiful. Yes. And like the Rig Veda says, it's the, um, the destination has already been chosen. It's the journey that counts. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh -oh. Bridget, thank you so much. Please tell everybody before you head out where they can find more about you, about Clubhouse again. Just appreciate everything that you are. Oh, Neil, I love you so much. Um, and Michelle, I love you. I'm so glad we've been able to connect on these. Um, and Flo, oh, you know you're my brother. I love you too. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I love you all. And I'm so grateful to always, you know, whenever you involve me, I'm deeply grateful and really love connecting with all of you beautiful beings as well who are here and who are listening to this on the replays um you can reach me at bridgetreneeholiday.com um, and i'll put it in the chat for you guys in just a moment um 
And Clubhouse, we have a club called Awake and Ascending. And um, it's, it's really easy to use Clubhouse as an audio-only drop-in app. You don't have to fluff before you come on. You can just, you know, even if you've been, like, working out or whatever, you can just hop on whenever you want to, um, drop in and out. But, yeah, we have rooms every Monday and Friday, and then we stream the Galactic Alliance uh, Cosmic Conversations on Thursday. So Monday and Friday, I believe it's 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern, 12.30 a.m. U.K., and then Thursday nights with Sheila Seppi of the Galactic Alliance are um, at 5 p.m. 8 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, and 1 a.m. UK. So, and I'll put all the links in the chat for you guys for the free gift and for the special offers that I have going on right now. And anyone who is having your bell rung and feeling resonant, I'm so excited to co-create in this way with you. And yeah. After three years of having to produce the Portal to Ascension Conference online, we have been waiting for this moment. The Portal to Ascension Conference is returning live and in person. Join us at the Marina Village in San Diego, California, April 21st to 23rd, 2023. As massive shifts are happening on the planet and hidden truths are being uncovered, we are piecing together the fragmented parts of our existence and timeline. At Portal to Ascension, we are dedicated to full circle awareness of the truth of who we are and remembrance of our connection to the cosmos. This is showtime. There is no holding back. Now is the time for us to harmonize the frequencies and create unity and peace on Earth. We are deprogramming from an outdated matrix system, re-educating and remembering an inherent truth that connects us all. As we come together, we activate our truest potentials, individual gifts, and collective resolve. We are ushering a whole new reality that we know is possible and is waiting for us to embrace it. Join founder Neil Gore and the entire Portal to Ascension team with hosts Alan Steinfeld, Michelle Anderson, and Joan of Angels over these three days, April 21st to 23rd, 2023. We will experience musical performances by Larissa Stowe and the Shakti Tribe, Vox Angelus, Share the Light, Admiral Apollo, and Torkumji. This conference features incredible luminaries such as JJ and Desiree Hurtak, Adam Apollo, Carolyn Corey, Robert Schock, Linda Moulton Howe, Robert Edward Grant, Barbara Lamb, and many more. Register now at ascensionconference.com. It is time for humanity to awaken.